Yo, what's up, Sam? Yo, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. So I'm trying to do a back uh, camera, but it's not working. Uh, you could show show your face if you want to. If you don't, that's totally fine. Um, yeah. So how you been, man? Um, uh, pretty good. Just got home from work, actually. You just got home um, right now. Yep. Dang. That's not good. Or well, like half an hour ago. Uh, I just yeah, want to yeah. go like last relax a bit before the call. Yeah. Uh, actually, some friends of mine they want to uh, what's it called? They want to play Yu-Gi-Oh in a bit too. Oh, but they okay. haven't they haven't messaged me a time yet. Uh, but I was gonna uh ask them too. I don't know too if you were down. Uh, if maybe you could join too. It's not my house, otherwise I, I would invite you, right? Of course. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Ephraim's, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember him. Cool, yeah. man. It's good to know that he's still playing. It is it, like, I, I'll just send him a message right now, actually. Well, I'm going to be busy later on, so as much as I would oh, like yeah. to go, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's, it's cool. Yeah, 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 no worries. I, I think I seen the other day, too. I remember uh, I had seen you on, on, on the Facebook. I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, Sam. And I clicked on your profile, and then... Uh, I didn't know you're uh you're married. You're oh, married, right? Yeah, I am married. <laughs> it's crazy, and I was like, I was like, is this the same Sam, the the one I, I met? Like, I was like, has he always been married? And I told myself, like, nah, it's just a different guy. It, or know, the fact that you never mentioned that you're married. Yeah, uh, yeah. was like insane to me because I don't know. I think you're pretty young, or I, I think you're my age. Uh, well. How yeah, are you, Sam? I'm I'm 23. I'm gonna be 24 in March. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're the same. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> funny. You're like, oh, what's Yu-Gi-Oh? your birthday in March? Um, the 21st is the day. Uh, if you're gonna say it was on the 24th, I'll be like, that's crazy. Cause my birthday's this month, but on the 24th. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a friend who her birthday's in March, exactly one month after. So see, her birthday's on March 24th. Oh, and that's February yeah. 24th. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's the same thing with me. Like when someone has like a birthday on the same day, I'm like, oh, you're cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just because it, it is kind of crazy. I mean, it's so crazy because, I mean, just birthdays in general, you know, like someone can be born the same day as you, you know, like my dad and my brother, they have the exact same day. So they're born, they're, they were both born in July 22nd, but obviously my dad is in a different year. And so is my brother. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, That's but cool. it's pretty funny because we celebrate both of their birthdays on the same day. Yeah, I get it. What did you end up selling at the, the con? Oh, so at the Anime Game Con or Expo? Um, pretty much. I just took my backpack and I took like a binder that had a lot of like, I guess, relevant cards like Therion's, Tier Lament, um, Tri Brigade and like Despia branded cards, and uh, and also my Pokemon binder, and so I was just like, hey, look at my binder. Tell me if there's anything you're interested in, and um, maybe like I could use it as store credit, you know, for uh, some cards that I wanted. So it was um, they mainly just took Therion. They didn't take Tier Laments because of the uh, well, I don't think the ban list was out yet, but they just said that they're like local people that go there to their store they're just not interested in making tears so i was like so i couldn't sell those yeah Yeah. i couldn't sell those which i wanted to just because i like a little bit extra would help me get like other cards that i was interested in. i mean at the time the tier cards weren't really that much they're all pretty cheap i mean like what cards did you have have, like polarino or planet no i didn't have those i had just like what I had like, like Rhino Hard, Kikala, yeah. Yeah, and like the fusions, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, but I pretty much ended it. So right now I'm, I'm creating a, I'm building a Bestial uh, Blue Eyes uh, deck. So. Okay, yeah, like a Dragon Link, essentially. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm working on, so I got all the Bestials except the Lubellion, and I and I got like other like staples like Lightning Storm, Nibiru, uh, DD Crow, and uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I mean it's funny because it's not that many cards, 
and it's because they, they're expensive regardless so so yeah um yeah i'm still working on it though if, if you come across a blue eyes alternative dragon or the blue eyes jet dragon i need those i need some uh dictator of d um yeah some some of those cards so let me know if yeah you i think Ephraim actually the place uh has some of those i'm not too sure if he's still playing blue eyes i can ask him mm-hmm. uh, i could usually uh i mean right now he's playing his layer deck and some other deck but you know sometimes when you have one then more too many decks you know your, your cards just end up sitting there and you don't use them you know yeah that's exactly what made me want to like sell my cards you know because I had Furion and I had like these other cards. I'm like, oh man, I, I would like. Yeah, so you wanted to get you wanted to get your value before they tag with the reprint of the Megatids. Oh yeah, yeah, but it was mainly more like selling them so I could build one good deck, you know? Because like I I have like the Triple D deck, which is fun to play, but um, it's not that good against the meta right now. So yeah, I was just trying to like build like a more you know competitive deck and so that blue eyes one seems pretty promising and uh you know i like blue eyes so it should be interesting i'll 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 go ahead and i'll let you know when it's ready so i could go duel you <laughs> oh yeah that's fair enough, fair enough yeah man but what about you you building anything uh at the right now not really i'm just i have all my decks pretty much set what what decks right. do you have right now uh, just like the Tillamans, uh, I'm gonna have to read just that because of the balance. But Tillamans, oh, yeah, Sword yeah. Souls, and I guess Sky Strikers. Sky Strikers. So, yep. That's nice. One of my friends just pulled a ulti, uh, Ray, I think it's called the one with the blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah, he he just. It's only one, <laughs> and the oh. whole archetype. R- Ray is essentially the entire deck, uh, oh. except from Rose. Because uh, all the Sky Strikers, uh, Link Monsters are just gray. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's a one character deck essentially. Kind of like um, the Necros. The uh, are you familiar with that deck? No, I'm not. I I came into Yu-Gi-Oh after that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the Necros is essentially um, like the whole lore too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main character on that one to Necros shirt mm-hmm. and essentially um for his ritual summon he takes on the form of the past synchro monsters of the ice bears which is like Bryonac, uh Trishula, like Ganir, like all the ice bears like they're, they're wearing their the dead dragons as armor in the oh, archetype that's pre- that's pretty sick it gives me like monster hunter vibes um you know, like when you kill the monsters, you start wearing like their armor. But oh, really? Yeah, monsters are really cool. Um, I actually only ever uh played the Switch version. I have the Iceborn, the Iceborn, uh, version of the deck. Uh, yeah. that someone bought for my birthday, but I think, like for Monster Hunter, it's like it was. It's really it was really hard for me to start with Iceborn because everyone who had played it was already like max level so it's at a, at a point where it wouldn't be enjoyable for me because i'm just being carried through but once the right. one came out for the switch the nintendo mm-hmm. switch yeah that monster in the rise it was more welcoming because everyone was on the same level it was the first monster hunter uh title for the nintendo switch yeah. so it just made it a lot more enjoyable so i i would be able to mess around with my friends who played it, you know, pretty competitively and, you know, just to mess around for me yeah. to be able to play it casually. Even though they were, like, higher level, it, um, the the monsters in that game are adjusted to uh, the player's level, you know, the highest player's oh, level. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I yeah, only so... played one game, and I, I forgot which one it was. It might be the same one that you're talking about, but uh yeah, that's the only one I really played. It was, but those games are fun, man. I just wish I had more time to really, you know, dive into those. Okay. Yeah, man. So I guess let's let's begin with some of the questions. Um, so first of all, the the anime game expo. How did you like that, or how did you 
Like, how did you find out about it? And um, what did you do while you were there, like, during the whole event? Yeah, right. So, um, this show, the Anime Expo that we had uh, this year for Fresno, um, I knew, I, I found out through about it through um, this other show. It's, they're most likely run by the same coordinators, but it's uh, Anime Fuse. And okay. they ended up doing one last year, and that was on their page. Uh, the difference that I saw with this year, though, is that they were pushing more towards like tournaments and everything. And as 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 to uh, contrast the first show, uh, it was just kind of mainly cars and like vendors and regular anime stuff. So they they really did pretty good with uh, bringing in a tournament scene. I honestly didn't think there was going to be enough people for a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, and you know, or even Pokemon or. Uh, Digimon, but they actually got those off the ground and running. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it probably wasn't massive amount of people who did show up in the tournament, but the fact that uh, we were to even have a tournament at all was, you know, pretty pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And for it being free, too, oh, man, it's icing on the cake, you know? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I saw, like, on the website, and um, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make it you know, in time for the tournaments. Even like the Smash one, I was interested in that one, but I couldn't make it. And so when I got there, I was looking at the Yu-Gi-Oh one, and it was like already over. And I think I saw you dueling against uh, someone dressed up as a maid. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, okay, yeah, I do. Uh, were you there for both days or just one day? I was there both days, but that second day when you saw me, I had like literally just gotten there. So it was like an hour before they closed. Okay. So if you've seen the, the person with the, the maid costume, that's the opponent I ended up losing to on day one oh. in time. Uh, oh, that was probably only like my, my hardest matchup. Uh, not, not because the deck was hard to beat or anything. Uh, just more. I just needed like an extra ten. An extra ten minutes. It wasn't the hardest matchup. You just needed ten more minutes to do what? In order to OTK, I had a uh, game too. Uh, the only thing that was really just burning me for time was that Despia monster, Despia Masquerade. Every oh, time you okay. activate a card, you have to essentially pay six hundred as additional to the cost. Right, like that red eyes flare dragon, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like the Red Eyes Dragon. The XYZ monster. Yeah, yeah. Dang, so... So you could have won, but life points-wise, you were losing, right? Exactly, exactly. Basically, to play the game, Dang. I had to pay life, and... You know, with five minutes on the clock, it's kind of hard to um, fight through all the, the my moves uh, quickly as I could, you know? Yeah. The time was called during my main phase, and that was it. So is so okay. So question number one is, when you're dueling like that, like and you keep you know, you have your life points, you know you're trying to keep track of your life points of the moves that you're making. Do you start to get like nervous, or do you start feeling like uh, I don't know, like frustrated, or or is or is it like you're you're still good to go, you know? Um, uh, I never really become worrisome when I'm when I'm dueling. Um. I guess at first, when like I was first starting uh off into the game back in like um like the earlier days in you go like high school kind of you go stuff, um yeah. but not like as now I've grown a lot as a player, so uh, in situations where it will look pretty stressful, yeah, uh, I'm not really stressed and uh because there's you kind of don't want to play into your own mind and end up losing to yourself. Right. Uh, that's what, what that's what happens to like a lot of amateur players is that they they overthink their plays and uh, it leads them to like like more losses. I'm not gonna say it like it doesn't happen all the time, uh, but occasionally every now and then it'll, I'll probably slip up on a missed player. So you'll even see it with uh, other higher uh, level of play in tournaments, even some of our guys here locally. But only when like the the prizing is like really huge. But in this tournament, I was completely calm. The competition was, um, uh, I would put them out of, like, a scale to 1 to 10. The competition was probably, like, at a 5 or oh, 4. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and I would place myself at a nine. So it's pretty easy. Yeah, I I, I figured just because. Uh, uh, well, it's weird because not that many, like you say, right? Like not that many people went, and I didn't see a lot of people that would duel that you go to locals with and you see them. It was like at least I didn't see them. I only ran into two other people, which was uh, Dylan and then another guy that was telling me that he woke up late, so he wasn't able to participate. But um, but yeah, well, I, I consider myself really like an amateur player or like a, still trying to get the hang of like the new meta and like how to really like do combos because I get these new cards, right? Like, for example, I got the Beastials, but I is haven't that, even read them yet. I haven't, um, you know, like seen all the combos that you could do with these cards. So... I still have a lot to learn as far as like all these new cards that are coming out, and uh, mainly I just play for fun, to be honest with you. But I mean, I do want to get better. I want to be able to like compete with you and other people at locals, you know, get top top four or something. Yeah, I, I can totally get what you mean. Uh, yeah. My suggestion for that is just keep losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really counterproductive, uh, but I myself at one point. I was a loser, you know? Eventually, yeah, yeah. you step up your game somewhere. Yeah, no, so. I, I get that. I, I mean, besides, besides like, losing, though, I, I love going to locals. Like, you're, you're able to see all these different decks, and you meet all these different kinds of people that are willing to help you. So that's pretty cool. Like, one of my good friends, his name is uh, Javier. I don't know if you know him. But I met, I met him at Bullpen, like, the first time I went to a locals. Which was like, uh, it was it was like last year, like the end of last year. And he was like super nice about everything, you know. And uh, and he told me like what was like cool at that time, which was like the branded Despia deck, and all that. And so like oh. whenever I need help, I just I just text him like, or like when I get a new card, like for example, I got Access Code Talker, um, yesterday. I mean on Sunday. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it just it helps me kind of, like, uh, stay in, in track with this whole Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, so, so on Saturday, is that the day that Dylan won? Uh, well, there, Dylan did win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were just smaller pool tournaments of, like, probably, like, six like six to eight people uh, players yeah and those tournaments aren't uh weren't as huge so those were free uh tournaments as well yeah um so th- those were just qualifier tournaments i guess you could say in order to play in the grand tournament at the Which day was two. On sunday okay oh, okay i get it so... yeah so i myself didn't actually qualify for uh day one but day two, I entered one of the side pool tournaments they had. I played in it, um, and I qualified to win the tournament, the grand prize. Cool. So, so what happened on Sunday exactly? Because I saw the photo of you two holding up the trophy. So, how did you guys both win? Can you explain that to me? No comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But did you win on Sunday? Uh, no. That 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 was the 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 uh, how do you say it? That that was that was it. Um, it's essentially me. A lot of the people here locally, and um and Fresno end up splitting up the top cut. So that's just that's just essentially what me and Dylan did. There oh. there was no like actual like declare winner. We just uh, split the prize in between the both of us. Uh, and since Dylan is a friend of mine, and you know I to Dylan, right? We just figured uh, it would just be bet it just be best split the pricing, uh, because if we would have played two, we were both on the same deck, so it just would have been a really like um annoying game to play with mm. two of Caesar tears. Yeah, <laughs> and basically they could go either way, um. So that's why we just decided to split for the 
the finals. Okay, and honestly, was... I, yeah, the goal that day was you know for the homies to win. You know, we didn't want. I don't know sure who those guys were, but they didn't win, and that's <laughs> yeah, that's honestly what my goal was. Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah. So, what was the grand prizing? Because I I only saw like a like a dark magician like book and and the trophy, but what else was there? Like behind the scenes, that was the grand prizing. Um, for the qualifiers before that, so it's just a trophy and the definition girl. Um, but other than that, it was just like a box, like a full booster box of amazing defenders, I believe it's called. Oh, okay. Then the new set that came out. No, the new set that just came out is a Photon Hypernova. So it's a side set that came out right just right before it. So it's oh, not yeah, a main yeah. set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that has like the little bunnies or something, right? Or like cats? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm the, not really too familiar with the deck. Yeah. I, myself. Yeah, me neither. I, I just saw like those are like the main two like archetypes that came out for it. So uh, I guess we, we mentioned the balance a little bit earlier today. What was your like, your reaction to seeing that? And like, what are you thinking of doing to your deck in order to make it legal again? Uh, honestly, it's not really like too surprising. Uh, if anything, we're just catching up to how the OCG has their uh, ban list. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised TRC just got hit. Uh, the only thing that was surprising to me was the hit on Sprite Owl. Uh, yeah. I could see why they would ban it. It just makes Toad less accessible and multiple negations for your opponents to be able to play on uh, your turn with yeah. the, the ability of, of Alf to re- bring back a level 2, rank 2, or link 2 from your gra- from the graveyard. Um, but aside from that, uh, nothing's really out of the ordinary. We're just uh they essentially just gave the motive to uh buy into the new archetype that's coming out in Photon Hyper or Nova, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um to play Casatiras because that's essentially the next best deck in the format. Uh yeah. right next to T elements. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I remember buying like the Kestia Unicorn and the and uh like other little cards because i hadn't pulled them yet and it's crazy i bought it like for 10 bucks and right now they're worth like 30 is the market price for those oh yeah yeah actually you ended up selling those uh Kessetira cards no i i have those because i'm actually running gravekeeper Kestira. so i don't know i'm trying oh. to make something happen there but it's not really working because <laughs> i still yeah. lose but um I mean, I still want to, you know, I mean, I would like to be able to afford the cards. I don't know if you've seen how expensive they are, but I would like to afford them. Um, if I can, if I double down on cash tiers, I would have to, like, kind of not focus on my blue eyes deck no more. So, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I still have them. I don't know if I should sell them. I mean, I feel like it's a good way to just, like, finish off building my blue eyes deck because... That's like what ninety bucks, sorta. You know, maybe, maybe sixty because of oh. the store credit version of it. Okay, man. Uh, well, if you do plan on getting those rid of those cards here, probably after uh this uh podcast interview, your first ever podcast. Congratulations, by the way. I like oh, the thanks. like your um the route you're taking. It's always uh nice to see people explore different types of hobbies that they enjoy. You know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I would, I myself would probably be interested in picking up those cassettes <laughs> now that uh, the Tillermans uh, are no longer as playable. They're, they are still pretty good, um, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm like a bangwagon kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel but like if you want to win, you kind of have to move on to like what's the yeah next to move on to the the next yeah. best deck. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I myself and super competitive at this game. So I want to make sure I'm keeping myself up to standards in order to keep talking, keep the uh, topping these local tournaments. Yeah. And eventually probably see myself top like a YCS or maybe even win a giant card 
uh, event. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. I, I want to go to a, a YCS too. Like, I didn't get to go to the Pasadena one, which was right here, which I was so bummed about. But there's another one locally or like in California. I know there's going to be one in Vegas, but I'm just not. I mean, besides all that, I would like to go to one, but I'm just not ready for it. So. Yeah, Yo, honestly, man, I, I would recommend just going, even if you believe that yourself not to be at that level, it, it does not matter because uh, there are so many things that it has to offer aside from entering into like the main event. And I say this because there's side events that go on, there's structure deck tournaments that you can enter on the side event and be able to play and participate at a uh, at a more comfortable skill level if you're not comfortable playing at the at the higher tier event so it's really cool and then um like a lot of the players there surprisingly are you'll find like half of them are just casual and then you'll be able to tell which guys are the sweats uh trying to trying to get their invite to the yeah. worlds Okay, yeah. I mean, There's I, actually yeah. one coming up. It's in uh, April April 1st and 2nd. It's going to be the 250th YCS. Oh, okay, where's that one going to be at? It's going to be at... Uh, be real quick. I kind of don't remember myself. Um, but it's going to be in LA. But specifically oh. in LA, I have no idea. But uh, let's see. I mean, LA... Los Angeles. Yeah. So there's gonna be three, three, three going on that day because it's their 250th YCS. So there's three right. huge YCSs going on at the same time. Damn, so gonna there's be gonna fun. be one, one in LA, uh, one in Las Vegas, and then the third one is where is the word third one? Let me check the website real quick. All right. Those are the only ones I can find. There, there's one more. Mm -hmm. I just can't remember the location. Yeah, well, uh, so signing up for a YCS, like, what's the process in that? Because I've never done it, even for the Pasadena one. I wanted to, but I just couldn't, like, navigate the website that well. So do you know, like, what's the process in that? Or you should, like, hit me up when, <laughs> whenever the registration opens. Because I would like to go to the one in L.A. You know, maybe carpool with you guys or something. Or even, or just, like, hang out with you guys if I go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I give it to me. Um, but essentially, all you really have to do is go to the Konami website. Uh, it tells you to log in, register, you'll pay your $20, $25 registration fee, and boom, submit your deck list and you're done. Uh, okay. but, there, but there's no reason to get, like, super uh, nervous about that, because, um, um, your, your deck list might change, um, uh, a or, or deck that you might play at the event. Uh, so to fix that, all you really have to do, you can just uh, register on site uh, at the actual event a day before or oh, day up, but you have to be there really early. The yeah. the only incentive you really get from signing up pre-register online is that you get a exclusive YCS pin that you get to oh, keep. Okay. That you can only get if you I mean, pre-register to the event. Yeah, the yeah, the pins cool. themselves end up going about for fifty a piece. Oh dang! So, depending on which one you get in particular. Yeah, so I'll probably do that. So just hit me up when the time comes around, and I'll I'll go ahead and sign up. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. So. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna. Well, you tell me because I kind of wanted to move on to like the, like how did you prep for the tournament that we that we went to? Like, did you already have that deck already, like before, or was it? Or did you like fine tune it the day before, like the day of? Honestly, man. Um, 
I the the preparations I do for my tournament, I do them while I'm at work. I don't necessarily <laughs> uh like pull out my deck and like you know, oh, I'm gonna play this card, this card, change this. Right, like in the um, anime. <laughs> right in the anime, right? Like yeah. when you just when you get about to fight the pharaoh, he like spends all like his three hours of sleep. Yeah, like or <laughs> like, during class, his... he's like looking at dark magician. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so essentially, I just, I had my deck aside. All I really, really worked on was my side, like, probably, like, a week prior uh, yeah. to the actual event. Because I just re-sleeved my, my deck with the uh, Dragon Shield sleeves. Okay. And uh, I actually ended up being two cards short, short out of my side deck. So mm-hmm. I was playing with 12 cards side. Uh, I probably could have side two extra cards. That probably would have made a difference. Uh, not, like, really huge, but... Um, uh, just a little. I I actually have no idea what I would decide, but honestly, um, uh, my preparation was taking a tier one deck, and in the hopes that everyone's playing road deck, and I was most likely gonna be fine. Or if I even ran into competition, uh, I don't think a lot of people here locally are on, uh, tournaments anyways, and the ones that are, wouldn't travel out, um, far that day. Yeah, uh, just to play because they're usually from either yeah the ones that I know of uh, that are really at a good competitive level are from uh, Tulare and Valsalia, and the thing is that Saturday mm-hmm. um, there's also a sneak peek going on for the new set. Uh, oh for... yeah. So was that in Hanford? It was in Hanford. Dang, yeah, open. Yeah, and it was at the Game Core in Valsalia. So. So yeah, they quite, definitely a, quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. So you you mentioned like uh some of the decks that you played against. Like what what were some of the decks that you played that were not tier? Okay. So day one, I played against a. Let's see if I can remember. I played against a hero player. Uh, but it looked at, like their hero cards are kind of mix and mass. I think it was like a Neo's Heroes deck. Yeah. Uh, that was a two old Swift. Uh, my second game was with I don't remember. The only deck that, like I said, that was troublesome that day one was the was one? was the Despia deck that ended yeah. up burning me in time. Dang. Uh, but. It was something I couldn't beat. I just needed the extra time in order to win that match. Yeah, and was it like 40 minutes or... Yeah, it was 40 minutes, but the game one took really long uh, because my deck um, tends to have long lines of play. Yeah. Uh, Even if you're playing as fast as you can, uh, it's just the chainlinks that that deck builds are really... um, really hard to... You you really want to make sure that you're playing the most optimal that you can. Yeah, that's I the mean, best way I can ex- explain it. And when you're doing these combos, you're kind of like shuffling back into the deck, right? So it's not just like yeah, exactly it's not just moving cards around, like it's from the graveyard to the field, but it's like you shuffle them, and then like your opponent has to cut, like you know, I get it. Yeah, but uh, it's for day two. I kind of feel bad for the opponent I played. Uh, the girl, uh, she was in a like a Donkon Ropon cosplay. Mm-hmm. She was playing like a fluffle deck, probably like sixty card fluffle deck. Oh my god! And you could kind of tell like they're like a younger crowd. Uh, her and her boyfriend and her friends. Yeah. And they, they kind of you know that they they play the game casually. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of her main deck cards had no sleeves, or oh. had a different color of sleeves. Yeah. And. I know this was like, like a highly like a, it was a tournament, uh, but for me, uh, it didn't matter for me to uh, call a judge to be like, hey, this person doesn't have the card sleeve. Right, right. Hey, you know, it's like I knew I was gonna get that game, that match, regardless. So it's kind of like I don't want to take her her time of wanting to actually play. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. essentially, I played it as it is because you know. They're they're not there to play competitively. They're just there to play, have fun, right? So, uh, she enjoyed her game. 
as you know as much as possible she was able to you know uh tie me up in life on my first turn so that's pretty you know pretty good for her uh i actually got hit with a magical cylinder <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny i bet you weren't uh, expecting that <laughs> yeah well, i honestly wasn't uh and after that i ended up beating her but he said it's like, oh no, it's just like mass adults all over again. <laughs> so I mean, that tells me that she has like you know, um, she she's getting some practicing because master duel is a pretty good simulator to uh, better your skills. Even though it's a combined uh, TCG and OCG um, balance, it helps you better learn you know uh, chain links, uh, hard cards resolve, yeah, and just basic 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 game mechanics. Yeah, so I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! since I was a little kid, like, collecting cards. But I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! like, the beginning of last year, when Master Duel came out. I think it was last year. And, um... And, uh, yeah, so I didn't really know what deck to build, except the Triple D one. So, that's the one I built. And Master Duel really did help me kind of like, you know, know what cards do this and stuff. Even though they do fall behind in like releasing the cards, but um, you know, they 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 caught up by now. Yeah, actually, I think next set uh, it seems like they're gonna be adding sprites into the game. Yeah. Uh, that's why they have already preemptively hit totally awesome and a couple other uh, key cards to that strategy. Yeah, so Master Duel's cool. Right now I'm playing a lot of uh, Duel Links, so that's helping me kind of, like, expand my horizon, I guess, in archetypes and stuff. So, like, the Blue Eyes, the Dark Magician decks. Right now I'm playing a lot of Mech Knight on Duel Links, and so I'm just, like... Mech Knight, it's a really good uh, archetype to, (laughs) to learn. Actually, on that subject, I think... Uh, probably like right now is probably one of the best times to actually get into the game. It's become so accessible, uh, with like huge reprints with this past 2022 Megatons having staple reprints like Lightning Storms, Ass Blossom, every hand trap in the yeah. game, and then even with the and then it became even more affordable with the the reprints we got in Magnificent Mavens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a yeah. Really good. Because Magnificent spot. Mavens came out with uh, Black Luster Soldier too, right? They, they did. That yeah. card was like a uh, $60 card, $80 card. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't have it yet, but I'm definitely, that's definitely like one of the ones that I want to add because Black Luster Soldier is my favorite um, card of all time. So uh, I need to get that guy. Yeah, man. I hope, hope, hopefully, you pull it. I think I actually might have some, some extra ones if you would like to train. Yeah, man. So okay, so we're we're in a podcast right now, but we definitely have to like uh, link up later, like later on the week or at a locals. But actually, I'm gonna go to the ones tomorrow. I don't know if you're free, but at the bird dog. Yeah, I'm gonna go to those. Um. Yeah, I actually will be there tomorrow. Yeah, so I'll I'll try to take my cards and stuff, and, and we could trade. But um, but yeah, I mean, speaking, I told you what my favorite kind of card was. What's like, what's your favorite card or archetype? Um, honestly, I have no clue. There's a lot. Of, there's like a lot of favorite archetypes that I have. So tell me, uh, like, tell us, man, and tell us like why you like them. You know, like for me. It's Black Luster Soldier. I think ever since I was little, I just like the look of that one and like all the ritual cards and how like the Pharaoh would summon them, like the Black Magician of Chaos and stuff. But the Black Luster Soldier was always my favorite because they would put him on the dragons, you know, and that would that'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, for me, as far as archetypes go. I guess I'll go with, like, the first archetype I ever played, which was, like, uh, the Battling Boxers. So that was, like, my first, like, actual archetype deck Mm -hmm. that got me, like, learning, like, pretty good, uh, you know, 
higher level play of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it was considered a rogue deck uh, yeah. during the Dusa uh, saga. How long ago was that? Probably 2014, 2015. Oh, wow. Almost 10 years, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's basically. And before that, I was I think I just kind of started off with like the generic deck that everybody has. They're either playing like, you know, like a warrior deck or, you know, a mix max of, you know, sick cards that seem good on paper. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. but I think I'll just probably leave it at that you know, with the Valiant Boxers. Okay, I, I would. I'm surprised actually. I would, um, like no offense to your, your favorite archetype, but I would think you have like a other favorite one. You know, like a, I don't know, something like I guess more popular. But that's that's cool, man. Sticking to your uh, to your origins, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, essentially, uh, that deck was really really cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for for me, I would say that that for me that was the triple D one because, like, yes, I knew how to play like, you like XZs and Synchros, but that Pendulum deck really helped me kind of like, uh, learn like combos and you know, use every every kind of like summoning technique, to to my advantage, you know. So, yeah, I. I think for me, the Triple D one would be like my first archetype that I ever actually built a deck around. Yeah, I just need did to, you uh, start off picking up the star the star deck? I think I did believe it had a star deck. Oh, I, yeah, I think you're talking about like a wow, like um, this was like probably 2020 when Mac Town was still open. Um. I remember I, I took my Cybers deck. You remember that? And I pulled out Jinzo. <laughs> was that you? Was that you with the Cybers yeah, deck? I, I, I yeah. remember. I remember, yeah. Yeah, so at that time, um, like I said, at that time, like, it was mainly, like, just me getting cards and building decks out of, like, whatever my poor little brain could could make. And so that was one of them. But I, but I wasn't keeping up with the with the like metas and stuff you know like i didn't know that these certain cards were out or like there's like better link monsters than the one that i had you know i was mainly yeah. just playing for fun and th that cybers deck was like my latest creation so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what kept you in, in, into the game uh, as you as a newer player um like what what kept you going essentially because um to be honest Yu-Gi-Oh's full of bullies man it's, you know, I saw. Yeah, I, saw, yeah, I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you're, there's like only so much like good people in the actual community. Yeah, it's uh, it's really insane, and then like especially here locally, um, you you essentially get dish on if you're not a good player. Mm -hmm. You, I myself feel like I had to. Um, like earned the respect I have now. Yeah. Uh, before I I guess I didn't really have it or and then at, at one point it got to a point where I I knew I was a good player and I didn't have to prove myself to anybody. Uh, because them under undermining me as a player, uh, gave me an advantage because they thought I was just you know like a like a scrub. You know that's yeah. honestly what just you know kept me going is you know to prove the people who put you down. You know. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Uh but it, you know, it's a different story for everybody. Uh, so what kept you what kept you in? What made you not go away? So okay, so I never stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh because uh someone was like bullying me or something. You know, luckily I've always had like a good uh, circle of friends. But honestly, I would say what kept me in the game was just like the characters and like for example, the Dark Side of, or the Dark Dimension movie. I, I forgot when that one came out. Yes, yes, right but, when they did a, the retrain of, uh, basically, essentially, uh, that's where the Blue Eyes Jet Dragon actually makes its appearance yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. for the movie pack. Um, yeah. um. So, I mean, like, I would see like that movie come out, and you know, I would like in other things, like they would ask me like what my favorite characters are, and I would always just think back to Yu-Gi-Oh, you know. Yu-Gi-Oh has always just like been part of like, like my character. I feel like so, 
So yeah, I think that's what really kept me in it. Um, and recently, it's just like trying to play the game more competitively, you know? Right on, right are, on. Yeah, like, because there are, I mean, luckily, I've ran into all the, the good people, I feel like. But there's like one or two people that kind of um, piss me off. I mean, there's one guy that pisses me off, but there's this other guy. I don't know if you might, might um, know him, but... Hey, yo, we can say names here, man. We can no, just, cut, you know, cut it, cut it off from the podcast, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's too much. No, I'm kidding. It's not that much anymore, man. No, uh, so... well, actually, actually, I'll, oh, sorry. A, a quick tangent, real quick. Um, <laughs> no, wait. Let me just finish this, cause okay, okay, sure, sure, it's no worries, no worries. Yeah, cause it's kind of funny. So there's only one guy that really pe- uh, pisses me off, but I try to ignore him just cause like he's like super sweaty and he's always trying to win, and I'm just like trying to have fun, you know, like give me my OTS back and I'm fine. Um, and then there's this other guy that pisses me off, but like in a good way, because he's always just like playing like blood games and stuff, so it's not like, it's not like it bothers me like that, um, it's just more on the side of, like he's playing like a really annoying deck that I can't do anything, but he's a good player, he's like, he's like a bigger dude, I, I think you might know him by description, he's like a bigger dude, and, and uh, yeah, like, I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know. He's, he's just like a bigger dude, and he, like the way he talks, big, like, it, activate this. It, no for, no fun for you. He says that. Uh, is he like big? Wears glasses. Yeah. He wears glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's. He plays like an outlink stick. Yeah, exactly. He plays that one. Yeah. Just recently, he was playing a plunder patrol. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's um, that's. Yeah, he's just, like, annoying, but, like, I make it, like, it, it doesn't bother me because he's not, like, he's not, like, mean about it. You know, the other guy is mean about it. <laughs> he's like, you can't uh, do that. You can't are, you, are you talking about the... Yes. <laughs> okay, you're talking about... He said the other guy. I was like, uh, <laughs> guy, guy, the other guy with glasses. Yeah, oh, that's gonna it's be... how you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I'm actually surprised that you see... As um, as like not like a mean guy, but you know, I guess he, I guess he could be a bit uh nicer. No, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's he's not like a mean guy, but he's just like annoying. Like, oh my god, you like he frustrates me, you know? Yeah, it's good to me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I actually don't see him like as a threat to like my skill level. If mm-hmm. I end up losing him, it's most like. He just had a luck to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but wow. Uh, but I guess he... I guess he just rose with a different crowd, and that's why, uh, you know, his attitude is a bit different, you know? Yeah. I mean, after every... Like, every time that I've dueled him, after after the duel... He's always like, oh, you should play this card, or, or like, I'm trying to build this deck. Or right after you're beating. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, so he's like, uh, kind of, I mean, I, I don't see it in, in a bad way, but he's just like telling me, like, what I should do and stuff. And for me, that's like, I don't know, it's helpful. You know, it's, it would be worse if he was like, oh, you suck, man. Like, you should not be coming here or something, you know? That would be a oh, really good yeah. story. No, I, I do the exact same things with the players I was playing on uh at the tournament actually. Yeah. Uh, I would I would assist them afterwards. After I beat him, I'll be like, Here, this is where you could have done differently. <laughs> you know, like oh yeah. you know, it's just kinda like teach them neat tricks and stuff. Uh so talking about that, um do you do you do you do you like it? Um uh, as a like amateur player? When uh when you lose that you get corrected on how to better your plays or it or does it make you feel like um like you don't know what you're doing and why are you even playing? Um, so a lot of the times it's like they're telling me like, Oh, you know, you should play D shifter or like these cards, right? And I'm just like, Well I would but I don't have them, you know? So a lot of the time it's it, like I take it like with a grain of salt, you know, it's just like yeah, like, you're telling me something good, but it sucks that you're telling me this because I don't have, like, the cards to make it happen, you know? Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But is it, is it, is it the point, uh, is it, like, the gate of 
not being able to afford these cards, or is it the the you know just not being having access to like finding them locally? Uh, I think it's it's like a mix. I mean, every, everyone's different, right? Someone can't afford them. Others like have them locally. Um, I guess I, like for me, it's just finding the time to go and get these cards. Like on Sunday, I took advantage of the time that I had. I was like, you know, I have to take my binders and and trade these cards for the cards that I needed. In that case, it was like more of a time management and, you know, trading them in order to afford them. Because if I wouldn't have those cards, I would not have gotten, you know, the the cards that I needed for Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, uh, but like with the reprints and stuff, like you're able to get them at an affordable price. So, yeah, it just depends on on uh, everyone. You know, everyone's different. Uh, if you do ever feel like you need help, uh, like accessing cards, I'm not going to say you have some pretty good cards in your binder uh, that I've actually would have liked <laughs> myself. Um, but then sometimes I just don't have the the correct cards to offer. Right. But I I do have a good network of people in my circle of Yu-Gi-Oh friends that mm-hmm. I could essentially transform your cards into cards you need. And uh, a whole bunch of like, you know, my inner group uh does come to me to help them find cards in exchange for whatever they got. And um the best way to explain it, I I, I guess I would say it's my charisma. Uh, that helps yeah. me like do uh, the deals that um, you know to get what to get to get what we need, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and you know what? I feel like this is what, like now that I'm kind of like realizing it or like thinking in my head, I'm like, dang, this would be super helpful. Like from the very beginning, you know, I wouldn't have to go trade here and trade there and buy here, buy there. You know, I think yeah, is, I think like having someone like yourself. Uh, it's something that people who are getting into Yu-Gi-Oh need because a lot of the times like they make mis- like I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes buying cards or even just putting money into packs when I could have just had someone like hey you know I have all these cards you know I'll give them to you for x amount and when I spent that x amount on like packs and stuff and things like that you know yeah I I definitely know what you mean uh, and I say this because I was like that too at one point, you know. And yeah. essentially, you kind of you you figure out the game, and then um, you you trade penny stuff for a bit more valuable cards, and you just kind of keep climbing from there until uh, you have good stuff for cards you need. You know. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, no, but yeah. Dude, if you ever need help finding a card, you know, feel free to ask. Yeah, man, definitely. I feel like sometimes I'm just, like, uh, shy or something because I don't see you too much at local, so I, I figure you're always busy. But I'll just send a text, and <laughs> the worst thing you could say is no, right? <laughs> the worst thing I could say is no, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, like, completely another tight But do you do you think I'm, like, I'm a, like, a unapproachable kind of guy? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, it's because I guess for, like, speaking for myself, I'm not really shy to go up to people, um, or, like, to talk to people. I just feel like I don't, we don't know each other that well, so sometimes okay. it's just like, oh, I, like, I don't know, he's busy, or, I don't know, things, I don't know, sometimes it's, like, my own, my own mindset, you know, that stops me from okay. doing things, but, no, man, you, I mean, you've been nice to me ever since I first started playing. Like that one time in Madtown Gaming, and um, yeah, I mean you're you're knowledgeable in the game, so yeah, there's like nothing. I have nothing negative to say about you or or you know things like that. So you're good. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I I like to ask that question because you know I just, you know I like seeing uh hearing different perspective of how people perceive me uh, because I don't yeah. know and it's kind of like. Uh, I'm not, I think that I see myself, uh, as, uh, occasionally I, I think I feel like people think I'm un- unapproachable, you know? But, yeah, I like, 
I'm not like a robotic guy, you know. I think I'm pretty pretty good, but I guess sometimes I guess I can see why people think that I look like a mean guy. But yeah, in reality, I mean, you know, yeah, you can't judge I mean, by his cover, you know. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's kind of like the same thing. Like sometimes my face is just like the way it is, and I can't do anything about that. So if I look, yeah. like if I'm looking like like if I'm frowning or if like my face is just like plain, it's not that I'm mad at the world or anything you know it's just that's just how i am it's funny because uh sometimes my sisters tell me that they're like oh why are you so mad i'm like yeah i'm, I'm just being me right now you're like this is my resting big face yeah <laughs> they're like this is me i was like damn you just like intimidated mad yeah she, like, i get it man. i get it yeah all right well um I guess that's pretty much it, man. Is there anything else you want to say? Like any any projects you have going on? You know, anything like that? All right. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick shout out. I'm going to send you the, the information uh, for this too. Uh, but, you know, there was no really proper introduction, but we'll do it now at the end of the podcast for your yeah, first episode. There you go. Yeah. So my name's Cardio. Uh, my online username on Twix is called Archeon. I'm a, I'm a streamer on twitch as a vtuber nice. uh archeon underscore seven uh that's because archeon that archeon underscore was already taken <laughs> <laughs> and uh go ahead and follow me on my youtube i mean i i do plan on posting more Yu-Gi-Oh content uh this is something new to you that you you, you never didn't know about me but i do make content on youtube for specifically Yu-Gi-Oh. and cool. um you know, my Instagram as well, at arc.do, if, you know, that catches your interest. Yeah, man, and, go ahead uh, and send uh, me all that. Cool, bro. Yeah, go ahead and send me all that. I'll put it, like, in the in the description box, and uh, people can go check you out there. Yeah, and, exactly, man. Yeah. And then, who are you? Who are you? you know, so, proper introduction? Oh, yeah, host? So, so my name is Samuel. Uh, and my online alias is Yami Zami, so it has a little, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh tie in there, you know. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I do I do YouTube content as well, not strictly Yu-Gi-Oh. It's mainly just like general stuff, whatever I have going on in my life. But it's just I need to really make time for editing videos because right now I have like three videos in the. <laughs> in the back of my my computer. in the archives yeah like <laughs> and i just haven't done like a voiceover or like i just haven't edited them but it's mainly like unboxings i like to just show whatever's going on in my life and um i also have another like little side gig which is uh the gamer genesis remember when you asked me about that uh that that thing is supposed to be like a gamestop kind of deal where you buy sell trade but I'm kind of expanding it more onto the tournament side of things where we host tournaments every Friday here at the local high school. And uh, yeah, we have great outcome every single time, different kinds of players. And um, I'm really trying to do like a little side event of like Yu-Gi-Oh. So I might start with Duel Links just because we don't have like the computers. I mean, the tables for like an actual Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. But I mean, that's all in the future and stuff like that. So yeah that's really good to hear man well thank you for having me on your uh, first podcast yeah man of and... course thank you for having for making time for this yeah and then uh i, I wish for many more for you thanks, and thanks. honestly man my suggestion you know i really hope you keep up as your consistency as much as you can but don't let don't burn yourself up uh about it either you know you don't okay. want to burn yourself out you know that mental yeah. health, and it's important. Uh, it's really, it's really important. Yeah. You know? Thank you. I, I actually need that because sometimes I'm just like stressing over these videos or over like you. Literally, I had a headache earlier today because I was, uh, I was building like I was like reorganizing my cards, and sometimes just looking at so many cards and like so many different options gets me. Oh, <laughs> gives me. A I totally get you. Hey, on that note too, bulk. Bulk is my thing too. Like honestly, I could probably tell you what your value of your book is in like ten minutes. So, like I said, All right, uh, I'm, I'm here as a resource for you, you know, or yeah. you know, even as a guidance too. Like like I said, uh, I also understand uh 
where where you're coming from as a content creator. Uh, because this advice I'm giving you is like advice I should be taking for myself as well. You know, remember <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you're doing this for you. You're not really doing this for anyone. It's kind of just like a hobby you want to do for yourself. And you know, just so, go at your own pace, man. Go at your own pace. All right. This has been your boy, Acardio, coming in clutch with the advice. I really did. My boy, Archeon, right on, right on the money. Yeah, all right. All right, right, man. Well, thank you so much again. Peace out. Yeah, peace.